On today's Hashi, I'm discussing housing inventory, affordability, and rent rent prices. Today is Monday, October 21st, 2023. I'm Byron Lazine, and the Hashi starts now. Okay, welcome to the hot sheet. If you are uh, wherever you are, let me know where you are. I'm in I'm I'm in San Diego, so it's six thirty here, Pacific Coast time. Typically, the show I'm in the East Coast, but when I'm here on the West Coast, we move on live six thirty here on the West, nine thirty on the East. Each and every day, hit the thumbs up. Let me know which market you are tuning in live from. I'm in San Diego today for the Real Rise Conference, where I'll be speaking tomorrow. So if you are here, hit me up and let me know. Love to chat with you. Uh, throughout the next couple of days. All right, we're going to get right into inventory as we always do here on a Monday hot sheet. Uh, Inventory is what we're watching. It can hopefully impact affordability, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. The most, if we get enough inventory, we could seemingly bring prices down a tick or two. I know homeowners and investors don't want to hear that, but that's the reality of where we're at in this unaffordable housing market. We need something to break and I just don't believe it's going to be rates. We're going to talk about that in a little bit as well. Uh, new listings so far, single family new listing data. That's what we need, obviously, to get more active listings onto the market. National single family new listings is trending towards historical norms right now. We're right now at an overall historical low point for new listings on the year a 13-month low point for brand new listings coming onto the market. But when we just look at the last couple of months, we're starting to just follow the trend line of a season, a seasonal decline this time of year. Uh, we'd love to see this break through the 2022-2021 number, two other years of historical low uh, li- inventory, obviously, and new listings. We'd love for this, this dark red to break through 2023 and we start to increase inventory and options for the buyers and investors in all of our markets. But that doesn't appear to be the case. It appears that we are going to ride the next couple of months down on new listings as we typically do this time of year. And that's what it's showing us so far here in uh, the late stages of October. So what is the actual change? What was the impact here? According to Altos Research, of course, on Logan Motoshami's market tracker, which he uh, puts out the beginning of every single week for us, what's the inventory total change for active listings? Did we get an increase that we're looking for? We rose from 546,000 plus to 554,000 plus. So that's almost 8,000, just under 8,000 on the total active inventory uh, tracker. The same week last year, inventory rose from 567,000 plus to 572,000, just under. So we're still year over year negative on active inventory on the market. Active inventory is obviously different from new listings, the existing inventory that hasn't been placed under contract or in escrow or a pending sale. Of course, NAR, when you look at their active listing uh, tracker, It's going to be much higher. It's going to be in the 900,000s because they include those escrows and those pendings into their active listing. I like the way that Altos Research does it. A property that has now been put under show or under contract in your market shouldn't be considered active. There's very few times where the seller is even willing to show that property 
to a prospective buyer once it's in escrow. The inventory bottom for last year was 240,194. That was the inventory bottom uh, since they really started tracking inventory. The inventory peak for 2023 this year is right now, this minute, 554,350. In 2015, the same week, uh, in 2015, uh, active listings for this week was over 1.17 million. So well off of our 2015 norm for active listings. Let's take a look at price cuts. I love that uh, Altos Research is giving us this data now on the price cuts. Now, if you remember, I think it was either Thursday or Friday show of last week. I looked over, you can go back and listen to any hot sheet, obviously, here on YouTube. Love for you to subscribe and hit the bell if you typically watch here. Or if you're on Spotify or Apple, you can always watch the replay or listen to the replay passively there as well. The end of last week, I looked at Fannie Mae's Outlook. And Fannie Mae had an, in their, their overall uh, housing report. And Fannie Mae had our price reductions over this time last year. I said, it's going to be interesting on Monday to see what Altos Research reports because last Monday they had us below price reductions at this point last year. Remember, at this point last year, we were in that first initial shock of the first time breaking 7% on the 30-year fixed. Well, Altos Research does not indeed have us over uh, last year's mark, so they disagree with where Fannie Mae has us. Traditionally, one-third of all homes have price cuts all year long. We're above that metric when rates rise and demand gets weaker that's what we're experiencing now the price put, uh, cut percentage can grow price cut percentage okay i was trying to say price putt you can hit up the broke agent if you'd like and let him remind him that i beat him at golf yesterday so maybe i've got putting on my mind the price cut percentage in 2023 is still four percent below what we had in 2022 even with higher income prices and mortgage rates price cut percentages in recent years. So right now we're at 38.5%. 2022, 42.5%. Uh, for 2021, well below, obviously, 28%, much different market. So this time last year, 42.5%. Right now, 38.5%. Be interested to know what it is in your market. If you have that data at your fingertips, throw it into the comments or the here on the live chat if you're on the live hot stream, hot, hot sheet, the stream for the hot sheet. Uh, so here's the chart down below. All the charts that we share here, they're going to get dumped into the daily download into BAMX for our BAMX members. If you're not a BAMX member, get the most out of our content here at BAM. By becoming a BAMX member, use code HOT down below to sign up for BAMX. Every download from the hot sheet goes in there, as well as all of our courses, our extra content, and our private community. Okay, moving into Lance Lambert's latest piece with his new club, Resi Club. We are witnessing the fastest ever deterioration in housing market affordability, Lance writes. This is according to Morgan Stanley data. Monthly payment on the median priced home is up 27% year over year. The monthly payment, we know prices haven't gone up that much, but that's not what matters to buyers. It's the payment. It's what are they going to be paying each month. That number's up 27% year over year. 120% for mortgage rate lows two and a half years ago. We had the debate last week, obviously, on uh, the walkthrough. We talked about it in other uh, shows. We talked about that, Barbara. I think we talked about it here on the hot sheet. Obviously, the Barbara Corcoran clip that Barbara claims, the shark claims, now is the best time 
to buy a home right now. I mean, the argument is clear. It was two and a half years ago when uh, mortgage rates lows had hit and you were at 120% less on your mortgage payment on the same priced home. So, and, and I would argue that you're actually, you were actually getting more for the same price. If you take a $400,000 home two and a half years ago and a $400,000 home today, not only is your payment 120% lower two and a half years ago, but the home's a little bit better. Okay. Because prices have gone up from that point. The $400,000 home has changed a little bit. Okay. So uh, Lance says, let's not dance around it. And this is, this is also something that I'm saying. Don't dance around the fact that this is the most unaffordable market in history. Give people the facts and the transparency up front. You don't want to talk to a bunch of people or, you know, you want to talk to a bunch of people, obviously. I keep talking about that. Go wide in your database if you're a real estate agent or if you're uh, helping people invest or, you know, if you're guiding people in real estate in any form in residential real estate. You want to talk to a lot of people, go wide and, and have a significant interest list for when things break. But the majority of the time you're going to spend showing and getting people into homes should be with those that can make the move now that the 8% doesn't sting because of their income or they're going to be cash, et cetera, because we can't dance around it. As Lance says, we're amid a historic deterioration in housing affordability. The 44% surge in home prices, March of 2020 coupled with mortgage rate rising to 38% has translated into the fastest ever deterioration in housing affordability. So with the low rates that created such significant demand, obviously in a market that was already starved for inventory, we just didn't realize how starved for inventory we were. So I still point to inventory being more significant than 8% interest rates. In fact, uh, many folks were buying, you know, 8% and above. In the 80s, when interest rates uh, were going up, home prices were actually going up. Home prices were obviously a lot less than they are today. But it's the inventory that's really holding us back on affordability. Uh, and obviously, rates are right there with it. But if you had 7 million homes that we're short of, you would see prices come down significantly. And 8% wouldn't be that bad, considering what you could get for a price on the home because it's all about the payment 27 percent up on the mortgage payment this year uh you can point only towards rates if you want but if you want to take a deeper approach inventory has a significant uh amount to do with that okay in the early 80s when mortgage rates got as high as 18 percent in 1988 or 81 uh, that was more unaffordable okay so by most measurements, the early 80s market was more unaffordable, according to Lance. Uh, however, when it comes to the housing cycle, the pace of change is cru crucial. And right now, you can't blame buyers and industry professionals alike for feeling a little bit dizzy. So uh, listen to this. Over the past month, I've met with young buyers in typical jobs, plant workers, police officers, making the median income, but unable to afford them in the Houston area. For the first time in my 28 years, cheaper to rent and many are choosing that option. I keep talking about this when you match mortgage payment for rent. And if you're on a two, three year window, window, you probably should be advising that person to rent on a two, three year window every single time. They're going to save more money on their monthly payment. 
Uh, for the first time in my 28 career, it's cheaper to rent, and many are choosing that option. It's significantly cheaper to rent. You have to face that as an industry professional right now. For those who are purchasing, have more options and can be picky negotiating on terms. Buyers are also picking homes with lower tax rates and cheaper insurance because every dollar counts. That's why if you're a cash buyer right now, I've been talking about this, and this is where I agreed with Barbara last week. If you're a cash buyer, you have some leverage right now. You, you have some positioning because you can negotiate on terms. And your, your monthly payment is whatever your taxes and insurance are. So those cash buyers are going to have a real opportunity here, winter 23, 24, to go ahead and get a deal. And, and this is what Barbara means when she says it's a great time to buy because everybody is scared. So if you're in that position, you have some significant leverage. Uh, it's a great reminder for folks to save their money and not blow it on meaningless things right now. And that's what my biggest fear with this economy is. As I see credit cards and, and save, credit cards going up, savings being depleted, that people are quitting on the dream of being able to uh, become a homeowner and they're blowing their money on silly things out there. U.S. housing affordability is worse than it was in 2008, according to the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta's National Home Ownership Affordability Monitor Index. Okay, uh, the index value low. Um, an index value lower than 100 indicates that median household income is insufficient to cover the annual cost of owning a median price home. Uh, the housing cost is greater than 30% of income. If this goes under 100, we're well below 70 right now. In the uh, run up to the great financial uh, crisis, there we were above 70. Just for some context there okay so uh this this is this is not a pretty chart to look at but it is the reality of where we're at might be a great chart to share with a seller who says why aren't you showing my house where are all the buyers i mean uh my friend last year sold their house they had 20 offers and you know 50 people came through the open house this would be the, a good chart to show them well yeah last year two years ago look at where affordability was there was a lot more buyers in the market demand was significantly higher there's but bobby says there is a video going out on on oh the byron lazine or youtube channel on scripts to engage sellers thank you bobby appreciate the uh the tea up there maybe we can link that down below if you're watching the replay uh, what are the drivers of the housing affordability, according to the Fed Bank of Atlanta? Uh, they've got right now the mortgage rate component being more significant than ho house price component or the income component. Uh, a positive figure means that component improved housing affordability on a year-over-year -year basis. A negative figure means that component worsened housing affordability year-over-year. -year. So they've obviously got the mortgage rate impacting it uh, more than than the house price. A 45% surge in home prices during the pandemic, coupled with the mortgage rates, has resulted in a deterioration of na national housing affordability. Uh, again, I still, I would weigh personally house price component in relation to inventory. With the amount of demand that we have right now, there's no question about it. Um, if you had more inventory, home prices would come down. It's just an obvious uh, but the buyers that are in the market don't have the leverage uh, because of, you know, what they're experiencing with, you know, what they're looking at, how much they have. Uh, there's three levers that can improve uh, affordability. It's rising incomes, it's declining home prices, and it's lower mortgage rates, right? Incomes are not going to rise to the level they need them to. Um, 
historically you don't see prices crash uh in a meaningful way you did see after the great financial crisis is much different times we've covered that um or lower mortgage rates and so you're going to be in this type of a market low transactions higher rates for longer uh for the foreseeable future so real estate agents you know stare you know stare this down head on and recognize this and understand it uh intuitively so that you can help people i'd be sending people you know 27% year over year on the mortgage rate i'd be sending people their payment straight up hey this is your payment right now on the homes that we're looking at i'd be giving them payment up front on every house the fact that people rely on Oh, my lender can run the payment for you. It's the easiest number to do it. Dave Ramsey offers it out for free on his website and your website probably does too. So why don't you use your mortgage calculator on your own website, your brokerage website, and send the estimated payment out to the buyers up front? Because if you have a buyer that says, well, I can't afford anymore, great. Now I know that I can send you the good news when rates come back down to seven and the updated payment and get you back in. But I want to be able to give them this data up front. This isn't scaring people. This is being truthful. Would you want them to find out now or not say anything when you're under contract and them being a home that they can't afford long term? You never want that call. You never want that call. As a buyer agent, real estate buyer agent, in a year and a half after you put somebody into a home that says, I can't afford this house anymore and I need to sell it. And I think I'm going to lose money on the house. Cause I don't know if we overpaid or not. Cause they're basically saying like, you were my advisor and uh, now I need to sell this house and I'm going to lose money. And I couldn't afford it to begin with because nobody asked me the right questions. I'm feeling stuck feeling like this is going to set me back for five or 10 years. Now you got to clean up that mess and you're going to be asking obviously for Commission to clean up that mess. It's not oh, it's not always not the agent's fault. A lot of people make decisions. I'm just saying, if you can give all the information up front, then you can sleep at night. And, and if they make a decision uh, based on that, then they've made that decision. Or if things changed based on that, you're obviously going to come in as a professional and help them navigate through that. And you're going to be seen as a professional uh, in those situations because they're going to know. Hey, she gave me all the information up front all right the last time the affordability was restrained of course uh restored after national home prices crashed by 27 percent peak to trough from 2007 and 2012. most economists do not believe the pullback of that magnitude is coming unlike the years preceding the 08 crash the nation is not grappling with excessive surplus of existing homes for sale in fact national housing inventory levels obviously are historic lows so uh, September 23, having 40% fewer resale listings than September 2019. Uh, the U.S. housing market in 2023 not plagued by the risky uh, products. And and a lot of people, CoreLogic, Fannie Mae, Zillow, see home prices going up in 24. Moody's and Morgan Stanley think a single-digit home price decline could be possible in 24. Uh, this was interesting here. At the bottom of the piece, if home sales remain at this level for an extended period of time, low transactions, I believe that's what we're faced with because of the unaffordability. We've become even more reliant on inventory staying at record lows to prevent home prices from falling. In our view, even a 5% inventory uh, tick up next year would yield a 5% drop in home prices by December alongside a zero increase in total transactions. That's Morgan Stanley. I don't know. I think that's kind of a blanket statement, and I don't necessarily agree 
that just a 5% inventory increase would yield a 5% drop in home prices because it comes down to where is the increase in inventory coming? Is it coming in luxury sector? Throw your phone out the window, but I can't stand listening to those buzzes. You're ever in a room with somebody and their phone just keeps buzzing on the table and like you're the only one that notices it and they don't. Um, anyways, uh, a 5% growth in inventory yielding a 5% drop in home prices. If all the inventory comes in the luxury, I don't see a drop in median home prices because what, what do people want right now? It's that median price point. It's that affordable price point that they're seeking. So I could see that if you've got, um, you know, you know, inventory across the board, but I'm getting a sense that you're going to have a lot of luxury inventory coming out in 2024 for everybody I'm talking to in the luxury markets. Um, that's a, that's a real sense that I'm getting for 2024. Eric Finnegan, Finnegan, what a fantastic last name, the Finnegans, uh, Eric Finnegan from John Burns consulting. He says mortgage rates moving from seven to 8% since July means around five million fewer households would qualify for a 400,000 mortgage. So 5 million people are now out of the market if they're looking for that near median price point, $400,000 mortgage is a little bit above median price point, but uh, you get the picture there. A lot of people looking for $400,000 homes. Uh, The potential buyer of our pool has now shrunk by 56% since 2021 when rates were 3%. And you see the chart here, which we'll have in the download, fascinating chart. For all BAMX members, uh, seven to eight percent has priced out five million more households. Twenty-eight million uh, priced out since two thousand and twenty-one. That's the reality there of what we're faced with in the markets. One of the reasons that I uh, will tell people to right now: you got to, as an agent, you got to be on point on the weekends. You got to be going wider. You have to serve more people to find out and take detailed notes where they're at in their journey now so that you can help them later when uh, and if adjustments come on there. Uh, We have a significant rental report um, here, but Bobby, we're actually going to bump that to tomorrow, I think. Do you have any, is there a comment there I should be addressing? I see a comment. Okay, so uh, inventory going up or no? Not, Not saying that? Luxury is moving. Luxury is moving. Okay. And luxury is defined in, in every market differently. Uh, so it may be, you know, I don't know what luxury definition is in uh, Dallas off the top of my head, but luxury could be 600,000 in your above 600. It could be above 6 million in some markets. It, it really depends on the market. Uh, Treasury 10 year yield breach. So we're going to bump the um, rental report to tomorrow. It's a big rental report uh, that we're going to go through tomorrow. Treasury 10 year yield breaches 5%. For the first time since 2007, it's happened twice now in the last uh, three or four days. And if we just look at the 10-year today, it's not going to help us here uh, on our fight against the 30-year fix. You see that 5% breach uh, there, and we're up to 4.948. This is the reality of higher for longer. On Friday, we did get a little bit of a dip down below 8 to 7.97. Uh, of course, we experienced Thursday, uh, Wednesday and Thursday of 8 and 8.03 with the 10-year today. I could imagine us crossing 8 yet again. All right, that's your hot sheet here to start this week. We're going to jump, uh, bump rental 
uh, conversation into tomorrow, along with all of the other updated news in a 24-hour period, is this is the only show that goes live every single day that the markets are open. 6.30 here on the West for those of you here with me on the West Coast. I'll be here uh, the next uh, tomorrow as well. And uh, as of course, 9.30 on the East. The Dow, S&P, and NASDAQ are all down here as we head into the 10 a.m. hour over on the east and 7 a.m. hour here on the west. If you're in San Diego, uh, here for real, let me know. Love to say hello to you. Uh, BAMX link down below. Use code HOT to get 10% off of that before that goes up, as well as uh, always reminding you to subscribe and hit the bell here on the BAM YouTube. Thank you guys so much. See you back here tomorrow. Until then, toodaloo.